0: Excuse me. Hi, honey. The therapist called. You did it again. There were no cabs. What was I supposed to do? You're running around like you have to right every wrong in the world.
1: Okay. Now so angry. Fine. You know what? I'm a mean guy and I'm pissed off. You have no idea
0: the kind of crap people are pulling, and everyone's walking around like they're in a damn Enya video. They're all getting screwed, you know. You know what they care about? They care about the ball game. Or they care about what actress just went into rehab. I think you should try medication. No, no, we agreed. If it interfered with work. You hate Wall Street, but maybe it's time to quit. I love my job. You hate your job. I love my job. You're miserable. I love my job. I love my job,
1: honey. Mark.
0: Cynthia, I'm okay. I really am. Hey, hey, hey!
1: No, no, my cap. That's my cap. That's my cap. That is my cap. Not Schmuck. I'll call you later.
0: So, so thank you for coming in today, Andrea. It's great to have you here. Um, so I really appreciate it. Um, so you want we're, we're here to talk about subprime mortgages, and you know, you, you're, I'm trying to sell you these bonds, and they're great bonds, and I promise you, no matter what, no matter what happens, these bonds are going to go up, and th- they they are they are an absolute steal. So. Um, you know, just, just a down payment of just like a, a, a million dollars will be fine. And then, like, you know, over the next, over the next 20 or so years, we're looking at, you know, maybe about a, a, uh, 300 to 400% increase. And, uh, you know, you could be making, you know, you could be a billionaire by the time you're 40. What do you think about that?
1: That sounds great. Take all my life savings.
0: Perfect. 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 And uh, yeah, and n- I promise you, nothing will bad will ever happen. And you know, it's just it's just an absolute steal. It's it's. This crazy is America. I-
1: nothing bad ever happens. We're all gonna be no, rich no, no, forever.
0: It's all it's all it's all it's all, all hokey dory, and we're all just having a great time here. Just you know, being rich and getting richer, and you know, just making money off of you know people's people's houses and selling houses to a- everyday citizens who don't have the money for it. Nothing bad will ever go wrong.
1: Sounds great. I'm excited.
0: I mean, that's great. That's great to hear. Uh,
1: I want three homes. Can you make this happen?
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Three homes. You know, I, I, the, the stripper I was just talking to has five homes. Like, do you, If a stripper can have five homes, I'm sure you could afford more, too, if, if you wanted.
1: Well, yes. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Novel Ideas of the Allot- Illiterati. Oh, God, bungled that. Novel Ideas of the Illiterati.
0: You can do it again. You can do it again. Try, try it one more time.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: <laughs> you got this. You got this. I believe in you. You can do it. Two t- we call you Two Take Andrea.
1: Wow. <laughs> anyway, this week, we're discussing the big short. It was a book. It was a movie. That's kind of our thing.
0: And it was also real life.
1: And we lived it, and we forgot about it, and everything's normal again, except, you know, a bailout happened, a lot of people lost jobs. It's great. We're fine. We're thriving.
0: (laughs) Yeah, except for not really, and most likely this shit's going to happen again at some point, because no one fucking learned their lesson.
1: No, unlike Iceland, who actually sent its bankers to jail. So be like Iceland. Oh, and they started Mm -hmm. something called the Pirate Party which is an anti-corruption party. Iceland's pretty much the only country that had the adequate reaction to what went down in 2008, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) I mean, why would politicians who serve oligarchs and the rich elite, you know, punish those who were the rich elites for frauding the lower and middle class? We don't care about poor people. It makes no sense. No, oh, like let the let the rich do they whatever they want. They make us uncomfortable. Yeah, it's great. Like the rich should get richer, and the middle class should stop asking for things. I mean, come come the fuck on. You don't deserve a home. They just need to work harder. They just need to wor- they just need to work harder. Like, come on, pull yourself up by your bootstraps with, with your <laughs> with your zero dollar income. Like, it's not that fucking hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, people used to work multiple jobs and go to college and forget the fact that inflation's gone up way since then and wages haven't increased and college tuition has skyrocketed. It's still very much doable. People just complain.
0: It's just ridiculous. I mean, like my dad always said, it was like he he worked a job and he he paid off his school and like he was able to get a house in his 20s. So like, what am I doing? Like, oof, goodness me. Clearly, I'm not doing things right.
1: Yes, welcome all kids that are disappointments to their parents. This is a safe place to (laughs) discuss.
0: (laughs) To be with other disappointing people. Exactly. So, here we are. So, The Big Short was written by Michael Lewis. He has written a few other books. Most notably, he wrote The Blind Side, which which also got turned into a movie with Sandra Bullock. And uh, what was... Th- oh, shit, I just blanked down on the, the, his first book, The Joker's Paradise, or... Uh, um, give me one <laughs> second if I <laughs> pull this up. I am unprepared. Clearly. Good Lord. It, oh, he also wrote Moneyball.
1: I forgot about uh, that. Oh, yes, he did.
0: Uh, the Liar's Poker, that's what it was, which was his first book, and it was about when he was working in the financial industry and uh, all the shit that they were doing in the 80s, and he didn't expect to see the financial industry fuck up even worse <laughs> later on, um, which uh, it's interesting because what, I think Andrea, you actually read the book. I was listening to uh, an an audiobook form of it. So it was actually, it was really interesting um, just having someone tell me everything that was going on.
1: Yeah, for this book, I figured I needed something written down because a lot of numbers, a lot of concepts thrown up you as a list as a person which i i just need to see in written form sometimes I, I look forward to audiobooks for the future but yeah um it was a fun read can i just say like fun in the term of mm, sorry fun in the sense that there are a lot of stories we don't know like a lot of behind the scenes of wall street where you kind of know they're scummy but gives you very poignant examples of how scummy wall street can be and just it really packages the information in a way that's very sensible and i like that the movie chose to do these celebrity cameos to explain certain concepts like because it's not like they're talking down at you it kind of just feels more of like kind of like a series of unfortunate events saying a word which here means which never felt condescending it was just fun um but yeah just having Especially Margot Robbie in a bathtub. Like, any excuse to get Margot Robbie in a bathtub to tell me anything, I'm here for. Good
0: lord, yeah, I (laughs) know. I mean, like, she should just do that for every movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Anytime there's, like, a weird twist that happens in a movie, just have her explain it to us. I am so fine with that.
1: Same. Where do we sign this petition?
0: I don't know. Change.com? I think that's where we do it. All right,
1: we'll make this petition.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, I, I... appreciated like in in the movie the the celebrity cameos because like it's it's honestly not a fun thing to talk about and like what the financial mortgage uh industry did is so convoluted that Mm -hmm. you kind of have to like make it interesting to the average watcher um i will michael lewis does a great job of explaining things and sort of um and they, they they obviously took like his explanations and and was able to use uh, use visual aspects as well to to help explain things like the idea of um like that ba- basically uh the casino and you're and you're betting on that you're b- like every bet is against the house and you're always expecting the house to pay for it and you're and you're not expecting that you'll win so much that they won't be able to afford to pay f- pay it yeah you know, cuz that's not cuz otherwise the casino really fucked up uh, if that happens and So it was like, he he makes nice connections to basically the mortgage industry and even stocks and stuff like that, how it's just a gamble, really. Like, you're you're actually gambling, but people don't treat it as gambling. And, which is always funny to me, because I grew up in a conservative family, and as I've probably mentioned in the past uh, in these episodes, and, you know, gambling's bad, but for some reason, stocks and doing things like these bonds and, and stuff like that isn't considered gambling even though it is and it never made sense to me well it's gambling
1: with um, a bit of an educated guess but then again you could argue Except for, for a lot not. of gambling <laughs> like if you know a lot about the game you're playing you kind of know which bets are more liable to happen
0: right exactly that's the reason why i like card games because mm-hmm. it's really a uh, a probability and just knowing the cards. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I, I, I need to learn how to count cards. Oh, we can always do 21 at some point.
1: We should, and I actually want to learn as well. Um, even though mental math is not my forte, I will try.
0: <laughs> All right, well, uh, for for that for that episode, we'll actually go to a casino, play some blackjack, and uh, record at the same time.
1: Can we go to Vegas? Like, I've, I've been waiting.
0: Um. I, I'm down, <laughs> uh, you know. Is Vegas even open right probably now? Probably not. They probably are. I, I
1: mean maybe they're back. I don't know. I I just love that place. I don't even like gambling. It's just a fun place. Like you can drink outdoors and smoke indoors. That's all you need to tell me. I'm there. Mm-hmm.
0: But But yeah, um so this is the big short to get it's uh just jumping back to that. Um, they went to and, Vegas. Uh, okay. so they did go to Vegas, because like they 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 uh which, I can't remember if in the book they actually did that or not, like, our in real life. Um, I don't remember how much they go into it, but I, they
1: mention the Vegas Expo and how disillusioned they were when they got back.
0: Yeah, um, so first off, because it'll be easier to talk about things, they obviously changed Steve's, Steve Eisman's name to Mark Baum. Yeah. So that was Steve Carell's character, and I'm, a, I'm just assuming that they, that's, steve eisman didn't give them the rights to use his name or whatever uh, for whatever reason and uh it uh he's basically this guy who hates the market and he he despises everything about it he he, he hates how untruthful people are and he has for i i guess it seems like he grew like if i remember correctly in the book it sort of talked he kind of grew up like well off but he just hates the industry that he's in and he hates how manipulative it is and he doesn't want it to be that way and which is why when he found out that the market is that the that the current uh subprime mortgage market was fraudulent he got super excited and uh whatnot they i love steve carell portraying steve eisman like or as mark Baum, but like it felt very much how michael lewis described mm-hmm. him like the whole scene where he goes th- where he's in the therapy group and he just busts in and the lady's and like you
1: can't keep making it like, about yourself every time
0: <laughs> yeah you can't hijack this 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 therapy and he's like i didn't hijack it did i and the guy's like yes you did <laughs> um i want to i i really like steve carell as a dramatic actor he does he does a really good job and i need i, I, I need to see more instances of him playing an, a dramatic character because he just, he, it was great I
1: mean, a lot of comedic actors like, they do transition well like, um, we're not talking about this one, but I have to say um, fucking, oh my god oh no, I'm blanking Eternal Sunshine Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey Yeah, went from being a really good comedic actor to playing this dramatic character superbly
0: which I will say. Gonna he's going to bring up
1: Eternal Sunshine each time.
0: <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's totally oh, no. fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, it's like he was great. Um, everyone did a great job. I, R- Ryan Gosling played a scummy guy that really only cares about himself. Well, he's good at being
1: smarmy but likable. That's become kind of his trademark, is an imperfect character you really like having around because he entertains you. And yeah. Um, My favorite though is Michael Burry and they didn't change his name. I I just really like Michael Burry.
0: Yeah. Like I want to be friends with Michael Burry in real life. uh, I'm also just like, you know, a sucker for people that are autistic because they're just fucking honest and I love it. And there's not enough people in this world that are blatantly honest and I'm like I I I it's like it seemed like they had a they used a real prosthesis for a glass eye for Christian Bale. Yeah, so that must which have been honestly annoying to act with, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and the book spends a lot of time talking about it to the point where since I haven't seen the movie in a while, well until I rewatched it last night, I forgot there was a whole glass eye and I was like, "Did they just skip it?" But they do like sh- zoom in kind of on his eyes a bit. They just don't bring it up. But Yeah, he did a great job with the character and, like, the whole zany, like, barefoot listening to music. And I looked up, so I looked up how accurate it was to the characters. And apparently his is pretty close. And Christian Bale actually asked Michael Burry for some of his shirts, like, some of his clothes to portray him well. Um, And he was actually, Michael Burry was a doctor, a medical doctor before going Mm -hmm. to Wall Street. But he wasn't. I mean, I don't know if he was terrible, but they say he once fell asleep standing during a surgical procedure and collapsed on the patient's oxygen tank, Which is if I Yeah. Is great. Um
0: If I remember, like Michael Burry said he he only like studied medicine because he was good at it. He never really actually cared for the practice. And it was just he could memorize things and he did well at it and then he really hated the practice, so he went into finance. And that's one thing the movie didn't talk about, because Michael Burry started the Scion Group, if I remember correctly. It was actually, he, it was really yeah. his... Did he? No. Oh, he did. I'm pre-
1: Wait. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like his company. And so mm-hmm. to create drama, they um, made it seem like there was these other people. I mean, of course, there's the investors um, dealing with him. And but it was really his company, so he had full control, so he didn't really have to like go through anyone else. And then, also, another thing that uh, they didn't do with his character is that, um, with the investors, he forced them that they had to hold on to the investment for at least a year yeah. before they could decide to drop out. And so, they created a drama of oh no, um, these people could just leave us at any point, and then we owe. Millions upon millions of dollars
1: I was thinking they were suggesting that within the timeline of him waiting for the uh, um, market to crash, some people's year might have run out is what I thought they were suggesting, but i don't know
0: well they never they never talked about the the year, so no. to me it was. And maybe, like, it was originally in the script and they decided to take it out for time because it is a two-hour film. Who knows? Since it's not mentioned, if it's not mentioned in a film, then it didn't, then it's not there. So so it, uh, that's one thing that they sort of leave out with his character is that he, like, and, and that's sort of, like, where, because Michael Burry obviously is not a dumb fucking man like he's brilliant as fuck he was smarter than everyone else and saw through the bullshit um and so that's sort of like where i felt like they sort of made his character seem not as smart as he actually was because he didn't have like this uh this um this net to 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 prevent people from 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 just dropping out randomly because if i rem- if i also remember correctly he 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 had that he had that year net because in. St- Instead of forcing them his investors to pay a premium or something per month he uh he he did that because he didn't like taking money from people on a monthly basis um he just wanted to mm-hmm. it's just just the whatever percentage you get off of the sale is is what he cared about he didn't like forcing people to to just pay money as most investors do on a monthly basis or or quarterly or however they do it yeah i mean just just learning about michael burry as a person i love like this is something that obviously the movie didn't get into with his character is michael burry didn't know he was autistic um he just always knew he was different and um it wasn't until he had a son Mm-hmm. And his son was doing certain things, and someone gave him a book on autism. He he is when he he found out as an adult in his like forties, basically finding out that he has autism, and most likely his son does as well. And I think it was it was an interesting thing to me, cause, and I con- and I connect with it in a in in a way. It's sort of he always knew like he was different, but reading the book on on the autism and seeing like that other autistic people did the same things that he did it made him feel less individual and sort of similar to everyone else which to him wasn't a good thing yeah because he he took pride in being an individual and being different and just being who he is and then he was like oh no I'm kind of like all these other people as well. It's a subgroup, but I'm not as original as I thought I was.
1: So not to change gears entirely, but also they changed the name of the character Brad Pitt plays to Ben Rickert, but it's Ben Hockett, who is also another fantastic-ass character. um, Oh, yeah. Who apparently we don't know a lot about. He's a very private person. It makes sense even for how they portrayed him in the movie. But apparently uh, he lives in a house in solitude and it can't be reached by car um but he did indeed yeah i know he did indeed make 80 million from a laptop in a pub called the powder monkey over a period of four days i mean the movie kind of shortened the timeline obviously but yeah that that was accurate and i like that guy in the background who's like you're either a drug dealer or a banker and if you're a banker you can fuck off
0: (laughs) yep uh good old scots they're good Mm -hmm. people um blatantly honest love him yeah Brad Pitt's character was probably my second favorite just cuz he I I like I like like what was it it was like I forget where they were at it, it might have been when they were in Las Vegas or whatever and they went to that convention or something mm-hmm. and the two guys that were that brought Ben mm-hmm. in um were celebrating he was like this is not something to celebrate millions upon millions of people are gonna lose their homes and we're gonna get rich and that is not something to celebrate
1: yeah he was like for every one percent of unemployment 40,000 people die he's like just don't fucking dance and like yeah that was a very sobering moment because like you are also rooting for these characters who saw the fault in the system like they're gonna profit obviously the whole thing has a whole gray area but like you are rooting for them to at least shove it in the bank's faces and then you're like but what are we celebrating because the crash was nothing good um yeah and I like that he uh he called them monster monsanto like monster (laughs) seeds like he was just (laughs) fun
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh it's great I mean it's he he's a great character the the the, the story and what happened in real life fucking sucks I know it I know it affected my family. My mom lost her job because she worked in the school system and a lot of teachers got laid off after the two thousand and eight crash. That's one thing like towards the end I really appreciated um, Mark Baum slash Steve Eisman's character where he's like, I fear nothing's going to happen, no one's gonna go to prison and they're gonna blame it on immigrants and and poor people uh, and yeah. poor people. And then it cuts to, <laughs> to Ryan Gosling's character, like, saying, like, oh, everything's great. And it didn't work. It didn't go that way. But then, no, it did. Like, it literally, we're still dealing with the, af- honestly, like, today, we're still dealing with the fucking aftermath of that, where everyone's still blaming immigrants and poor people for shit. And it's like, no, it wasn't. It's literally the people at the top frauding everyone at the bottom and getting away with it and only one guy in the united states went to prison and his name was kareem Saragellan. um he was the only one to go to jail which uh is fucked up
1: yeah i mean i'm curious like it's one of those things it it doesn't come up so much like i feel like people talk about where were you when 9-11 happened but for some reason it's not as big of a conversation topic like how were you affected by the crash? I mean, I know for people our age, we didn't necessarily deal with it. We were in school, but like.
0: Oh, I mean, I kind. Of, I mean, for, for me, it affected my family. So. Right, I but knew like. About it.
1: Yeah, and like it affected my parents. Sold a ho- They were selling a house, right when this happened, and so they already bought the new place, and then they were stuck paying two mortgages for like six months because no one was buying. Damn. So that was a rough time on them. But yeah, like, for some reason, it doesn't come up as much. It almost feels like it's, other than certain movies like this, and, you know, this book, kind of bringing it back into public consciousness, like, the other guys did a great job. Mm-hmm. Also, HBO did Too Big to Fail, which had, like, this really... I think Steve Carell was in that one, too. i Damn. I hope I'm wrong. Steve Carell. I know, right? But, um... Watch me be wrong. I really hope not. Anyway, so
0: <laughs> Let's look it up real quick. I'm I pull remember it up real quick. him. So um, can, but there's too like big to this, fail.
1: there's this poignant scene where they're like talking about the bailout because this had like Ben Bernanke. It had like all of these characters on like the really political side and how they dealt with everything. And there's this poignant scene where they're like, so they're gonna take this money and they're gonna do the right thing, right? And the guy's like, well, they have to, but like no, because what ended up happening was people gave themselves bonuses. There was right. no accountability for the money at all.
0: Yep, they took, they took uh, poor people's money and just gave it to themselves. And that's the reason why governments need to create fucking regulation on this shit. Because in our current society, if we just let companies and banks and all these, these finance groups do whatever the fuck they want, they're, they're literally their only interest is to make money. And that's what they're going to do. They don't care. There's no morality. It's literally greed. And if we don't regulate that, it's just going to happen again, which it will happen again. And the movie actually sort of touched on it because, I mean, obviously this came after the book and it said like in 2015, banks started um, proposing these uh, trache funds or whatever. I forget what what, what they called. I should have written it down. Um, And so it's basically they're kind of doing the same thing over again, just calling it something else. And that's not cool. Um, And, uh, oh, I just looked at Too Big to Fail. Steve Carell is not in it.
1: What the fuck? But Paul Paul
0: Giamatti is in it, and so is Topher Grace. (laughs) What the (laughs)
1: fuck? No one listened to anything, I'd say. Um, Yeah, but that's also good. People should watch that if you want more information more i don't know versions of accounts on the bailout and all of the bullshit and everyone watch if you're not i mean the other guys is a fantastic movie and most of it doesn't directly deal with the bailout but they do this beautiful outro set to Rage Against the Machine's cover of Maggie's Farm, which is fantastic, perfect, apropos. And they do a whole infographic on how much it cost everyone and how big the gap was between these CEOs or CEOs in general and their lowest paid employee. Just things to really put things in perspective and make you sad about the general state of the world.
0: It's weird because we've, 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 we've read a few other different books these months and they're all different and sort of deal with slightly political things. But I but it started like Finding yeah. a theme within our own reality. Um, so, in *V for Vendetta*, we have basically was it was it in *V* or was it in a different book? Shit, I'm blanking out. Was it in *V* where they talked about the uh, basically people will do whatever they're told by authority? Yeah. And um, so yeah, the, like the, the whole uh, that one Milgram psychology. No experiment. Yes, yeah. thank you. So we have we have that, and then we have *1984* where literally the people live underneath an authoritarian regime and uh, or totalitarian and uh will just believe whatever the authority tells them to and then we have real life in the big short and all of these financial people just going along with whatever the people up top tell them to do where you have the people who are selling these bonds to people and they're not checking credits because the people up top don't care, and they just are, want to make money. And then you have when they when the book really gets into like describing what things are, like what C D what a C CDO is, and all these other um, parts to the the subprime mortgage industry, and that really it's just they use their own words to describe things. And you see that in a lot of industries. You'll see that in, like with lawyers and things like that. Um, basically, they use specific words to make it seem what they're talking about is something else. And it's really, I think, one of the shittiest things that humans do is we create words for certain industries. We create jargon. In order to confuse people or keep people out of an industry and then you're able to manipulate people just because you have these words that other people do not understand and when really you can just describe things with layman's terms and make it easier for everyone to understand but the whole point of uh, of certain industries is literally to make it hard for people to understand what you're talking about and the subprime mortgage industry did it so much that even the people in the industry didn't know what the fuck they were talking about and that's where like i see like this weird connection between uh the real i mean of course like the fever vendetta and 1984 were also talking about real life and real life fence, but in a fictitious way um but just sort of humans will go along with anything as long as an authority, uh, an authority figure tell them what that it's right and that it's and that it's true um, you you have like in the movie in the Big Short I forget the lady's name where Steve Carell goes into her office towards the end and like she's she now has a child and she's like talking about how they she was like oh they always told me it would be like ten percent and uh, that these would never this would never go down and it's like these you're you're these people are literally in real life are basically, it, it, it's, it's the way that a cult works. And you're, you're, you're told to believe something and you're told these words and these jargon that, that average everyday people don't understand. And now uh, when the truth actually comes out, your entire world goes upside down and you don't n- really know what to believe anymore. And uh, yeah, all because someone above you that you believe is right, is, is actually wrong. And then you have wonderful people like Michael Burry and some of these other guys who saw through the bullshit and actually wanted to learn what these things actually meant. And then when they actually came out and was like, yo, y'all are wrong, uh, listen to us, this shit's gonna crash. They're, and then no one believes them because they've been led to believe for years that this shit that they are, is doing is right.
1: Yeah, so. and... um that's my little rant. Yeah, because she was, she was convinced, that character, who I also can't remember her name, she was convinced, yeah, if the defaults were below 8%, nothing bad would happen. And mm-hmm. that's the thing you see, like, anytime they approach someone, like, especially when Michael Burry's going around to all these banks to bet against, you know, to bet against the housing market, and they're all laughing at him because they've, like... And that's always the line they say is, no one bets against the housing because no one bets against housing because it's so strong they've been told it's so strong for so long no one can really see it with clear eyes
0: yeah and that's something the book gets into is uh how michael burry being an outsider in the financial industry because he started off in 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 the medical field he didn't he basically wasn't uh cattle raised to believe the same things as everyone else he was a numbers guy he he was really good at math and he could see things in ways that other people couldn't because he didn't have to believe or wasn't forced to believe the same things that they all uh, were fed
1: I do like that tidbit they kind of mentioned it as a quip in the book and then in the movie they kind of changed to this email Michael Burry sent out before saying he was you know ending the fund about how he met his wife on match.com and he said you know I was honest I'm a medical student I have one eye I have 145,000 in debt um and she really mm-hmm. liked that because he was honest um I don't know I thought that was Be- really cute <laughs>
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do that for my dating profile maybe I can actually uh, get a date so um I'm
1: gonna need you to make me soup <laughs> <laughs> I
0: need you make my make my soup because I have stomach issues all the time. Apparently these days, so I really liked some of the quotes that they sort of just pop up in the film. Uh, one that I really liked was uh, it was a quote. And I think it, it said it's some random guy in a bar um, from some random guy in a bar, and it was truth is like poetry, and no one likes poetry.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and exactly. then I.
0: And then I uh, also really appreciated the Mirakami quote from 1Q84. Um, everyone, everyone deep in their hearts is waiting on the world to end. And I was like, that's kind of true. We're all, I don't know. It's sort of like we're all just waiting for the shit to be d- be over with. And we don't really know how to like change our, uh, the, the, the world around us. And maybe if the world ended, then something new would come about. Also, I do, like, 1Q84. It's a good book. They sh- someone should make a movie out of it so we can talk about it.
1: Yeah, when do we start har- harassing people to make movies of books we really like?
0: <laughs> I'm so okay with that. Maybe we should just create a whole segment of, like, <laughs> books we want to be movies.
1: Um, Maybe, since we're clearly experts on the subject, someone should just invest in us to make these movies.
0: I'm down. I'm down. I really <laughs> want to make a film. Um, I have... a a laundry list of books that I want to actually turn into films. So uh, maybe I just need to actually write, write up uh, a, a screenplay adaptions of them and see what happens. Yeah, uh, fuck people, um, honestly. Like, people suck. And especially, like, that, uh, that one scene in the movie where um, Mark Baum is talking to the, the overseer of the CDO in uh in the in the restaurant as as the rest of his crew was off at the other table and he was like trying to learn what really a CDO was and um what the guy actually did and really the guy did jack shit but he was paid a lot and in the end he was like you tell me how much you're worth and I'll tell you how much I'm worth and like w- there's so many people in this world that only care about how much money they make and their Their worth in life is is equal to how much net worth they have, and there's you lose a sense of morality and you lose what it's like to be human at that point, like if your worth is around money and it's it's a it's unfortunately a part of capitalism and just an it's just an entire society that's based around money and business and I could go into a whole spiel of 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 a perfect society of or at least my view of a perfect society but we're not not gonna we're not not gonna do that
1: yeah and there's a whole like issue it's kind of something that just bugs me a lot personally is people it's something we talk about in psychology but I don't remember the exact term but there's a sort of inherent bias people have where if something bad happens to them it's shit luck Whereas if something bad happens to other people, they probably did something on some level where they weren't careful and they deserve it. And you know, I've talked to people about the crash, people that are older, and some people do seem to have this mentality of, well, of course, if you listen to what the bank tells you you can afford, they're going to lie to you and put you in a loan that's a bit more excessive than what you're actually comfortable with. Like if if things are to go poorly, you know, They're like, it's common sense. You go for a fixed rate loan. You do this. You pick something where if you don't have your job for six months, you can afford it. But there's nothing actually obvious about it. Because it's not something we're educated on as people. We don't cover this in school. Obviously, if you take the time and research it, you probably could figure some of this stuff out. But to pretend like people deserved to be screwed over in such a large fashion by banks, it's part of also that issue of like, we see white collar crime as something entirely different but it has such potential for calamity and it's kind of written off
0: yeah and honestly white collar crime affects more lives than than uh like almost any other type of crime and then yet people always get off on it and it and it frustrates the hell out of me as as someone who who actually wants justice in this world and wants things to be fair it just makes absolutely no sense how People can fuck over millions of lives. People become homeless, like, and, but they're fine. Like, it doesn't matter t- because all they did was mess with money and mess with a market. And it's like, how the fuck is that? And I mean, I mean, I get you know, murdering is 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 is, is fucking wrong, and it's, and it sucks, and people should be put to put in jail for uh, life over that. When you're fucking over millions of lives and these people go homeless and then most likely people will die from that and somehow these people aren't considered murderers for for that is 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 just it doesn't make sense in my brain and it's the our our system is is screwed if and and it is screwed because we don't change it and we don't have these regulations and it's like getting to your point about like people think oh uh, yeah, the banks are going to lie to you. The, uh, it, or, or people say, it's just the way the world works. And it's like, the world doesn't fucking have to work like this. Humans no. create the world. We can make it however the fuck we want. We can make make it so that banks can't lie to you and that they get fined if, if it comes back and they lied about shit. Like, there can be repercussions for shit, but we don't change things. We just let things stay the way they are. And we don't hold people accountable. We don't hold our fucking politicians accountable. We don't hold businesses and banks accountable. We don't, it's it's ridiculous that people as a whole are just like, well, it's just the way that it is. And it's like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, all we have to do is work together create a more honest system and things can be better for everyone. And, but the issue is, I don't know, two people are too many people are easily manipulated and are told that their lives are either that their lives are more important than others or that, uh, that basically this is how things have to be. And it's, it just, it just baffles me how most people just sort of just, Agree upon something. And they're just like, okay, whatever. God, I can sure. go into so many We've fucking got rants opinions. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many fucking opinions. <laughs> and that's the reason why I wanted to talk about this book and this movie. Because it's just... It, it, it'll, the, this shit helps me talk about um, just the world around us. And it, it just... There's just certain things that humans do that uh, makes absolutely no sense to me. And how, why we keep on allowing it. That... It, 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 it's it's sort of like I uh, go I could go into my whole spiel about how basically we're still in fucking feudalism. We just change the words o- about things. We we're, we're still we 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 really haven't changed the way that society works from from the feudalistic society, and basically the kings and queens are now just have other names and the lords have a different names. The knights are basically the police and and the army and shit like that we just change the name of things and then think that we're in a different society than we actually are in and that we are better than the people that that were before us but really we're in the same fucking thing like it, it really hasn't changed
1: no no the states are just country clubs now um <laughs> nothing's different mm-hmm. oh. yeah no but I, I mean w- it's w- part of that right. like general sort of fallacy of people that don't have money one day see themselves as having money and i'm not saying it's not entirely true people people's situations change but a lot of people still hold on to this daydream of like i'm gonna be that rich one day and when i'm that rich i want to do what i want as well so like in a sort of fantasy element we identify with rich people and that's why we look up to them where there's so many goddamn shows about rich people people just love to see what their life could be like and but ultimately it has no bearing on making your life better.
0: No. And nothing and like
1: and yeah. as a country, until the standard quality of life is equal and good, we're not gonna get anywhere.
0: No, it's 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 fucking stupid that we, we we live in a society that values certain people over other people and that certain people can get a better education just because of how they were where, where they were born or, or what family they were born into. And then basically now they have all these connections to other rich people and so now they're just going to always be fine. Whereas someone who's born into a poor family has, abs- has almost 0% chance. There is the lucky few who get out and, um, in, 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 in various ways. Um, but it's so small... And just so completely unfair. And then it's it's like people don't have to fucking live in poverty. It makes okay. Do you, uh, you care if I go into another fucking rant?
1: I mean, go ahead.
0: <laughs> like okay, so so so, so, so like the, the, the these the books and like things like this uh, like always piss me off and make me believe w- we need to just fucking get rid of money. Like, money makes absolutely no fucking sense at this point. it ha- really has no inherent value besides the value that we give it. Just much like the market, uh, the, the fraudulent uh, subprime market. Literally, the only thing that fucking matters is our resources on this goddamn planet. Like, all that matters is keeping the earth clean and ha- being able to have renewable resources. If we got to the point where we stopped really having money and everyone just work together we wouldn't have homeless people we would not have jobless people because we would always if, if we're always building new things and trying to like we have all these fucking roads in this in this st- stupid country that 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 need to be redone because our infrastructure sucks all we have to do is basically hire these people to to ref, to refix these roads and just give people a fucking home Like everyone could have a nice size home if we decided everyone was equal. Like all it matters is don't cut down all the fucking trees. Don't fucking use up all the oil of, of in the land and just make sure the planet is fine and we can do whatever we want. We don't have to have a class system. It's stupid and money creates a class system and if we got rid of it. If we got rid of money and just focused on the, the well-being of every fucking person, we could literally do anything. We could do anything and create a, a great society, but instead we're just going to keep going with a fucking money system that just holds people back, puts people in debt, and, and, and basically enslaves people and then makes other people feel like they're better than someone else because they have more of something than someone else does. So that's another fucking Michael rant. So fucking hell (laughs) like there's a like a new economic theory. My friend Sam has gone into it a lot and honestly I need to understand it a lot better Um, about like a it's a it's called MMT and it's a modern market theory. And basically it's talking about like what I just said, like all that matters because of how our system works is just focusing on resources, infrastructure, and just, if we just did that, we really can do whatever we want, and there's really no inflation. Like, that's another thing with, like, after this crash, it was expected, like, inflation would have gone sky sky high. There has been almost zero inflation from uh, all the bailouts from the recession of 2008, and which means that the economists are wrong and uh that really spending a trillion oh, I can't remember it was like what 4 trillion dollars on the bailout of all these these banks and businesses and there's been zero inflation and but and uh so what are we doing we can we can spend 4 trillion dollars on businesses and shit like that but we can't spend 4 trillion dollars on the average everyday citizen and 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 better their lives like, we, we, there's obvious proof that we can spend all this fucking money, and nothing changes. Nothing changes. And MMT is, like, m- the modern market theory, and I I, 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 I'll, I need to talk to my friend Sam again sometime about it, because he's really into it, and he's doing a, his his economist things. But, um, so shout out to Sam if you're listening to this. Hey, Sam. Um... <laughs> Uh, Like there's there's certain countries that do (laughs) yeah hey Sam there's certain countries that use the MMT uh, theory Um, I think he mentioned that Japan has done it like basically they run a deficit in their in their government of like over 200 percent and there's been no inflation from it and basically Japan is able to create whatever they want within their own country because really it's your own money if you if you if you're spending the money within your own country then you really don't owe it to anyone. And so you can rack up debt within your own country and basically better your own citizens and make, th- make their lives better. And it's, I don't know, I don't know. It's just, it, it, there's, there's, there's got to be a change to to our system. And whether people want to stay in a fucking capitalist society or move to a socialist or if we can come up with something else, personally, I'm a huge fan of uh, democratic uh Socialism slash anarchy, but that's whatever. Um, look at l- look up Rojava. They're an interesting uh, autonomous state that's been doing an anarchist democratic uh, socialism, and it's been working out as long as other countries aren't fucking with them. Turkey, but yeah, fuck you, Turkey. Um, <laughs> no, really, they yeah, Rojava
1: they f- sounds like the ideal society. Not gonna lie. Um.
0: Yeah, it's just these countries keep on trying to steal their land and, uh, and fuck with their water system. Like, Turkey cut off water system. And so Rojava's been dealing with a lot of COVID outbreaks because of that. And it's like... Turkey just hates them people. for their freedom. I mean, Turkey hates them because... Uh, literally, they imprisoned the guy that created Rojava um or or helped create it because Rojava has a really weird thing now I can go into a whole spiel about Rojava which is no way off no topic. we're not doing
1: this this is not I becoming know. our economic TED talk podcast
0: uh, I know but um but,
1: but everyone yeah, like, should look up Rojava because it's really cool
0: look up Rojava read up on it it's a cool place there's been a couple documentaries about it more people need to know about it and know that our society doesn't have to be the way that it currently is and we can change things. And if we work together and figure out a way to minimize greed, I don't know if we'll ever be able to ever get completely away from greed um, in, in, in a human society. But as long as we minimize it and figure out ways to regulate greed and prevent market crashes like the 2008 one that was completely done with fraudulent ideas we could just we could really make people's lives better make the well-being better make sure that people don't go homeless and and starve to death like what are we doing humans like what the fuck
1: yep what are we doing
0: so yeah this is our this is our more serious episode (laughs)
1: i mean think, like i three think we've rent. got a, a reputation about serious uh subject matter um but you know guys it's an interesting time in the world uh this year's been a lot whatever whatever small comforts you can find i do want to say you know i think i hope the world's becoming a little more self-aware If I will say one political thing I think true quote patriotism it doesn't mean blindly accepting what's going on if you actually care about where you are and want to make it better you have to see the faults within the system and the US is not a perfect place there's a lot of work to do just be mindful be nice to each other (laughs) I don't know
0: (laughs) No, I'm I'm with you. True, patri- true p- patriotism is caring about your fellow man and wanting better for yourself but also better for the person next to you whether they believe in the same fucking ideals that you have or not. Cuz we're all a part of this society and we sh- if if you if you're wanting someone else to do better, you will do better. I'm personally an adam adamant uh believer in that. If if you're helping your fellow man, really you're helping yourself. We're all we all share the same fucking atoms. We're all basically we all come from. We're all fucking humans. It doesn't matter what we look like. We all have the same genetic makeup and DNA. It's like, but yet we treat each other like shit. It's just true patriotism has nothing to do with a flag or. Or uh, or whatnot. It's it's about helping one another. So. I just wanted so, yeah. to add that on top of what you said.
1: Um, but you know, it's the holiday season. Have fun arguing with your family members about politics. Uh, it's a fun time for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing. Uh. Um, You know, we're all in the same Gringotts cart together and we determine if it's going straight for annihilation or if we do something to correct our path. That's right. We're bringing, oh, Harry Potter connection. (laughs) Harry Potter connection. Tenuous. Whatever. We're really going loose on these. But as we know, the big short, we've got fucking, uh, why am I blanking today? Can you just fire at me, edit me to make me sound smart? We got Christian Bale (laughs) playing Mm -hmm. Michael Burry. Christian Bale, famously, also portrayed Batman. Who's the new Batman? Robert Pattinson, Cedric Diggory, Harry Potter. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> well, there was also a uh, 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 a guy in in the in in the IMDb list who who played the the Duce sales rep, and his name is Jay Potter. Ooh, maybe Ooh. Uh, maybe the brother to James Potter, maybe.
1: <laughs> the Swedish short snout. Ooh.
0: <laughs>
1: oh,
0: <ooh.
1: laughs> um, oh! So we're keeping yeah. things fairly light-hearted-ish. We're going after. Speaking of going after people that deserve it, next month we're gonna get sued because we're going after Disney. Um, well, we're specifically stories that Disney has changed for the worse. I would argue there's a lot of great folk stories. Um, stories from around the world that have been whitewashed and given a happy ending and fuck we hate those so Mm -hmm. i think the first one we should do is a little mermaid you're in agreement with that
0: i'm hey i'm i'm along for the ride i feel like i chose a lot of like the books this month so i feel like you can choose uh december's
1: hey we were in agreement with a lot i don't know i wanted to cover all these at some point we hey we like the same (laughs) shit convenient Great co-hosting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to start with The Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen. Please read it. It's very short. It is a literal short ass story. Um But the original might hit you a bit different. It's not a happy ending. You've been warned. Spoilers. But yeah, I think it's a much more beautiful story as it was. But of course, in the end, Disney made her change for a man. We'll discuss it next week. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to these.
1: Yeah, same. It's also going to be very short things. You know, we're trying to stay on top of the holiday season, make sure we still come out with regular episodes. Um, and I don't know, one of us, either of us, might get COVID. We want to make sure there's still episodes rolling. Don't you out. put that
0: on me? Don't you put that
1: on me? <laughs> I'm Lord. not blaming you. <laughs> Michael almost gave me COVID. Don't worry. What the <laughs> okay. fuck? No, got this no. Cough. no, no, it's thanks to your brother, who also <laughs> didn't make you soup today, like an asshole.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, and they tried to make a video about giving me chowder, and what the fuck? Chowder's not soup. I don't care what anyone says, chowder is not soup.
1: Chowder's good, though.
0: Chowder's great, I love chowder, but, you know, soup has a broth, a broth uh, base, but chowder has a milky base, and those are not the same thing.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are oh, we gonna get into an argument about classifications of soups? Soups can be creamy based
0: uh, yeah, we are. No, no, can they cannot. You have a can creamy not. soup.
1: Whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it, if it's creamy, it ain't soup. I mean, you can put. Okay, cream but here's into where you're soup. wrong. You can lentil put cream Lentil soup. soup. You're
1: supposed to add something creamy to lentil soup. Is that not a soup? Lentil soup you're is adding,
0: delicious. No, 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 no. The 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 thing you said is you add it to it. The 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 cream is not the the base. The cream is an, an additive to it. You can add cream to a to soup but you can't have your cream be a base and be a soup
1: the cream's never the base it's always added in you always Mm-mm, add the creamy element not once everything else has gotten together and then you add the uh-uh. creamy uh-uh. element so no, nothing curdles it all mixes in right
0: but with chowder it, the cream is the base
1: you know we're gonna get back to this argument i'm <laughs> gonna do some, some research we might make some chowder some co-
0: Someone conjure up the ghost of Anthony Bourdain and like no have him debate no stop with
1: don't bring it up again God it's so painful to see I mean it was great to see him in the movie uh, I forget each time he's in it and it's like a new fucking gut punch <sighs> miss that man
0: yeah yeah okay we'll 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 settle for uh, Gordon Ramsay
1: hey we love Gordon Ramsay too um, hey I, I, I gotta see different. his but. Shut I get to up. see
0: his butt in real You're life. you
1: a subtle plug to brag about seeing him in real life. But what?
0: What? What? I I saw him walk on by. I saw, I I watched him sashay across the room.
1: Does he sashay?
0: I don't know. That's uh, it's something I'm gonna keep a secret.
1: Yeah. Well, if we're gonna, if we're gonna brag, Sean William Scott came to the Starbucks I worked and told me I had pretty eyes. <laughs>
0: So Ooh, well, that is pretty special, right there.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, next week, join us. Yes. Why these outros are getting worse and worse? <laughs> I swear to
0: God. No, they're getting better and better.
1: <laughs> Read the Little Mermaid. See what else we talk about. I don't know. We're thinking Pocahontas. We have a whole host of things we can cover.
0: Pocahontas will be w- interesting.
1: Hey, we're gonna get political again. Isn't this fun? <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. I mean we could always do like the real Milan story um,
1: We should do the real Milan story
0: Yeah That one would be fun um, We could always do uh, Lion King because it's a Pretty much a rip off of um, Of Kimba Kimba Simba You know the simulator is right there It's called Kimba the White Lion It was an anime from China
1: Oh yeah. yeah And we could read Hamlet
0: Yep, exactly
1: (laughs) We had to cover Shakespeare at some point Screw it
0: Yeah, why not Shakespeare and The Lion King So, yeah
1: Yeah, I hope everyone uh, had a great Thanksgiving Hope you're all fat right now Hope you're still resting Um, Mm
0: -hmm. Hopefully everyone enjoyed my my many rants in this episode Um, But
1: I'm going to tell everyone to skip this one I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: skip it he j- my co-host just couldn't fucking shut up
1: um, <laughs>
0: he just kept going off it's ridiculous but yeah no thanks for uh, coming back and we appreciate y'all and uh, you know always please, we'd love for y'all to read along with us or at least watch the film and uh, just come back next week as we discuss Disney shit
1: yeah be kind be safe read a fucking book let that book story beat uh, Little Mermaid Thank
0: you. All right. We love you. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye. You flew here to tell me that why? Every any, anyone can see that there's a real estate bubble. Actually no one can see a bubble. That's what makes it a bubble. That's dumb, Lawrence. It's always markers. Mortgage fraud. It doubled since 2000, and the average take-home pay is flat, but home prices are soaring. That means the homes are debt, not assets. So Mike
0: Burry of San Jose, a guy who gets his hair cut at supercuts and doesn't wear shoes, knows more than Alan Greenspan and Hank Paulson.
1: Oh, yeah, doctor, Mike Burry. Yes, he does. (laughs) That's cute. That's cute. Mm. Are you being sarcastic with us, Mike? Lawrence, I don't know how to be sarcastic. I don't know how to be funny. I don't know how to work people. I, I just know how to read numbers.